Ale, ale, ale. Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710, presented by Puente Hills Toyota. I am Dave Denholm, hanging out with you, breaking up and working down the minutiae that is world football here on the home of football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHillsToyota.com. We appreciate their support. What a show we've got for you. It's essentially an impromptu post-game show. I want to hear from you about this USA performance. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer, as you might imagine, how that's spelled, at Talk soccer follow me there as well and on instagram dave underscore denholm 877-710-ESPN we got to talk about this usa game it just finished up the united states gets the 2-0 win over trinidad and tobago really in a must win the u.s hit the post three or four times in this match i mean the second half really heated up after a bit of a sluggish first half but the story of the match is the youngster 18 years old and hear me now, it's 7.02 and 30, 31 seconds, 32 seconds. We have found the greatest player in the history of American soccer. We found him. And he's only 18. And as much, and I am sitting here telling you right now, as much as I love the great Landon Donovan and the career he had, up until this point, our best player, and by plenty, we have found the man who has replaced Landon Donovan as the greatest American soccer player of all time, and his name is Christian Pulisic. Now, has he had a career yet? No, he's 18. Is there time for him to flop? Yeah. Theoretically, yeah. He's got a long way to go. But we're talking about potential and ability. He's already the best I've ever seen. Two goals for Christian Pulisic, his fifth and sixth in a U.S. jersey, and the United States beats Trinidad and Tobago. 2-0, and a much-needed, I mean, huge three points for the U.S. in World Cup qualifying. Now, all of you driving around right now, if you're on the 405 or the 710, and you listen to 710 ESPN, and you were listening to Ryan and Kelvin just moments ago talking sports and the NBA, all of you, even if you don't like soccer or football, all of you watch the World Cup. And you want to be hip, even if you're a soccer hater, you feel like, oh, i got to watch the World Cup. It's kind of cool. It's like the Olympics, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of you ask me when I'm not on the air or if I'm hanging out or on Twitter, what should I watch if I'm just a casual fan of soccer, right? I'm going to watch the World Cup, but what else should I watch? Now, I don't want to get too involved at home in your beautiful game, but I do want to start to follow it a little bit. You know what I tell you to watch? World Cup qualifying. Because if we don't win these, we don't get to your beautiful little World Cup that you love. You and your friends love every four years. That join my soccer pool every year. Yeah, I have one. For the World Cup, anyway, every four years. We don't get there without these. You have to win in the qualifiers. These matches are huge. The United States sends Trinidad and Tobago to Colorado. Home of the Rapids there in Denver. And we beat them 2-0 in a a very well-played game. Like I said, the United States could have had more goals. TNT was pouring forward, looking for opportunities. It was a good game, well-played game. I want to hear your thoughts on this match and your thoughts on Christian Pulisic. Already the best American player I've ever seen. 
877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And, you know, we're sending it out all over Twitter, at TalkSoccer. People are going to be, you know, they, they tweet me from all over the country, really, listening to this. You can listen to it on ESPNLosAngeles.com if you want to tell your friends around the world that love the beautiful game. ESPN LA 710 here every week. Now, this is a special Thursday edition because of the NBA playoffs. It worked out great because of this game with the uh, Trinidad and Tobago. A couple of the other highlights. And, I, you know, I hate to be contradictory. I, look, I like to tell the truth. I like to just not sugarcoat things when it comes to even teams I love, and I love the United States national team, no question. I am rooting for the U.S. I don't care about – I'm no journalist. I'm an entertainer. But I do like to tell you the truth, even about my favorite teams and about my favorite players sometimes. And I gotta stop I gotta stop people when all I keep hearing about is, oh, this guy played fantastic, right? This guy did everything. No. You gotta have you gotta watch the game with some balance. And there's a guy who had a nice game tonight against Trinidad and Tobago and helped the US win, to be sure. He did. But there's a guy who frustrates me for the very reasons why he was so good against Trinidad and Tobago. And his name is Darlington Nagby. And Darlington Nagby has the potential every game to boss that game. Without question, in the midfield. He is a special talent. I'm not denying that. And I know he plays for Portland and I hate the Timbers. Okay, I'm putting that aside. He plays for the U.S. I love the U.S., right? I love the U.S. national team. And he played well today, overall. But I'm watching the game with the great producer, Mario Rees, and all I keep saying to Mario, who's probably sick of me by about the 30th minute, is this guy is so frustrating because he looks so good. He's got all the skill in the world. And you know what? At times, he makes the plays like he did in this game, setting up goals and just really being a force against TNT, Trinidad and Tobago. And yet... I can't tell you. I have. I can't put it on one hand how many bad passes this dude made on shots that, and, and or attempts that were wide open for him to pass the ball and just bad, ugly play. And it's just the inconsistency is so frustrating. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. We'll start taking your phone calls here in just a second. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. The number for you to get involved. Line them up because we want to talk about this game. The United States with the big three points against TNT. We've got matches going on in CONCACAF that are going to be huge as well. Costa Rica taking on Panama and, of course, Mexico and Honduras. We'll keep you updated on those throughout the show as well. I'll give you a fair warning when that uh, scoreboard comes up later in case you're like DVRing the game or something, the Mexico game or even the Costa Rica-Panama game. I'll uh, let you know there so you can maybe, you know, do the old la 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 or just you know shut off your radio for a quick second or something but yeah so we'll definitely update you that during the soccer scoreboard coming up but it is darlington nagby had a very very nice game overall and yet there is just and i wrote it down as my notes just always something a little quote unquote off with him again when it clicks the dude is so talented we can't afford not to play him you know what I mean? Like We can't afford not to have Darlington Nagby out there right now because he does have that potential. But i got to see that consistency more. And you're going to go up against Mexico and Azteca coming up on Sunday. Are you kidding me? He's going to have to play better than he did tonight and more consistent. 
And that's the frustrating part about guys like this. Clint Dempsey lacked sharpness in this game. Sorry. He did. He's going to have to be a lot better if he gets if he gets minutes at Azteca coming up in a few days, which he should. I'll tell you who I love. Josie Altator again. Oh, that assist on Pulisic's second goal. Out of this world. Absolutely out of this world. Altadora was playing a fantastic game. Didn't get on the score sheet. And in this case, that doesn't matter for the striker because he played a fantastic game. But Christian Pulisic is the story. He's the best American player I've ever seen already. What did I say last week? Guy's got a lot of work to do. He's 18. He's still got holes. But you can already see the potential is already there to be that good. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, the number for you to get involved like Raul has done in Upland. You're first up here, Raul. Welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, basically, uh, United States has something to worry, looking forward. Uh, basically, they already accumulated a good amount of points going forward. Even if they take a loss at Mexico City, not a big deal. Look, you know, Raul, I understand that, and I'm not saying you're wrong by any means. This was a big win, though, because if you only, you know, if you're at home against Trinidad and Tobago, you got to mark that down as three points. You know what I mean? Before even before qualifying begins, you have to win it. Couple that with the fact that they stubbed their toe against Costa Rica and Mexico already in qualifying. One of those games was at home, of course. This was not going to be easy. And, you know, the U.S. needed this game. I don't disagree with you. The U.S. should absolutely qualify. But it it was made a lot tougher and a lot trickier with the Jurgen Klinsmann butchering this up early. Right. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> he made a lot of mistakes. He made some mistakes. Um, you know, he's not perfect. At, he's out of the coach. Now, are you a Mexico guy? Absolutely not. Are you a Honduran? Well, who, do you have a team in the uh, final? Who do you like? El Salvador. El Salvador. Oh, well, hey. Well, you know everything about football then if you're rooting for El Salvador right now. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding, Raul. Have, we have a problem. That's a team that has a problem. You know, that would be a, another show for another day. That is another show for another day. And if I'm not mistaken, you gave me maybe my favorite Galaxy player of all time. So. Yeah, yeah. The great one. Yes, exactly. 100 fires. I love them. So you always get a pass. You're always welcome here, Raul, on the uh, the show. Thank you so much for the phone call. Raul from Upland, one of our favorites, as he starts things off here on Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. Essentially, we're doing a uh, de facto post-game show here as the United States just beat Trinidad and Tobago in World Cup qualifying. And what do I tell you? If you're new to the game, World Cup qualifiers are huge. Absolutely huge. You don't play in that lovely World Cup every four years if you don't win these matches. And they go on for a year, two years of qualifying. In Conmebol, it feels like it's three and a half years with their 18 matches. These things are huge. I'm actually covering a World Cup qualifier tomorrow morning over at Fox for the uh, UEFA. European qualifying is huge. But we have to have these matches. 877-710-ESPN. You want to hit me up on Twitter. You can give me your reactions to this match there as well. It's at Talk Soccer. At Talk Soccer. Let's go to, let's get one more in here before the break here. Let's go to Sam in L.A. You're next up, Sam. Welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's up, man? Hey, Dave. Thanks. First time caller, long time listener. Appreciate it. Uh, um, Coming from L.A., just wanted to ask, do you think we have a chance, especially with seeing Pulisic in form today at you know, really decidedly beating Mexico, giving some serious credibility for us coming into the World Cup. 
Do we have a chance, realistically, of decidedly beating Mexico? No. No. Not decidedly. Can we squeak a win out in a tough game? Yes, Sam. So I, I'm answering your question a little roundabout. But, yeah, your question is a valid one. Yes, of course the U.S. can beat Mexico on Sunday, even at Azteca. Are we a favorite? No way. Right? I mean, Mexico is certainly playing better football than us of late. Mexico's getting ready for Confederations Cup for a reason. They're the best team in CONCACAF consistently. They're better than us. But can we beat them on Sunday in Azteca? Absolutely. The way we're playing, and if we play well, no doubt about it. But that's just how the rivalry is, right? They beat us here. It's possible we can go get that game there, too. Because both of the, both the U.S. and Mexico, Sam, are so much better on the world stage than we give ourselves credit for. And even a little less with Mexico. Mexico knows they can win most of the time. They've got that confidence. The U.S. and Mexico are so much better than the rest of the world gives us credit for. Truly. And thank you for the phone call. But it's a legit question. Can we decisively go in there and win? No. We're not going to Azteca to beat Mexico 4-0. No chance. I want to go in there and scrape out and claw out a 2-1 win or a 1-0 victory. That's fine. I don't care if it's the ugliest game. I don't care if it's two own goals from Rafa Marquez tripping over his old lame feet. That's that's stiff. Oh, I hate Rafa Marquez. I don't care if he falls over and his 40-year-old creaky bones accidentally knock the ball in twice into his own net. I don't care what it looks like. I want the win. So, no, we're not going down there to decisively beat Mexico. No way. You know why? They won't allow that. This Mexican team would never allow it. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. This is Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave Denholm here on ESPN LA 710. A little shimmy to create space on Highland. Nagy not trying to get inside of him. Dempsey to return. Darling to Nagy. Lost his angle. Cutting it back. Yelich cross. And stabbed in for the opening goal tonight. Finally from Christian Pulisic. Great call of the goal from Christian Pulisic from John Strong at FS1 television there. On the call of the U.S.'s 2-0 victory, two Christian Pulisic goals, the best American player I've ever seen. I love you, Landon Donovan, but we have a new best player. And his name is Christian Pulisic. Now you're saying, oh, Denholm, you're overreacting. No, I've seen him, I've seen him play a lot. And I didn't want to make this overreaction until it, I was ready to make a legitimate assessment of Pulisic he's still got a long way to go kid's got nothing but upside but he's got a long way to go he's 18 but just by looking at him and seeing the way he plays the game and the way he reads the game he's at a different level than his teammates absolutely 100% I'm confident in that now that's not to say that the U.S. is like oh the rest of the players are so but no Josie Altidore was spectacular in this game this 2-0 win over Trinidad and Tobago Darlington Nagby overall was very good still needs to sharpen up doesn't he he still needs he's just a little off too often Nagby puts himself in such great spots that's what's so frustrating and then the pass will be like four inches from perfection and it's behind the runner or it's 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 just behind a guy on a break. He did that way too many times tonight. You can't tell me, if you watch this game closely, that Darlington Nagby had this outstanding game. He was good, and he was very good at times. But he's got to get sharper. And we have to be this kind of critical in America, people. We can't just say, well, they won. Oh, wow, I don't know anything about the game. Boy, they're great. 
Learn it then. But the beauty of Soccer Weekly here on ESPN LA 710, you already know all this. That's why I love LA. That's why I love you. Yes, you driving on the 710. You sitting in traffic on the 105. You know the beautiful game. That's why we love Puente Hills Toyota for bringing it to us. Soccer Weekly presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. PuenteHillsToyota.com. I'm Dave Dunholm at Talk Soccer on Twitter. You want to give me your thoughts on this game? You can feel free to do it there or do what so many of you are doing at 877-710-ESPN. We do have phone lines open. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Do what, uh, let's go to Luis in Norwalk. You're next up. Luis, welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Dan. Oops, am I a little early? Sorry. Yeah, Mario's still taking care of it. Look at I'm already jumping the gun on the great producer Mario Rees doing his work, and I'm already, uh, I'm trying to uh, Darlington Nagby you with the pass too far behind. Sorry, Mario. That's what a good producer will do. They make sure the call screening goes very well. Got some tweets coming in. Once again, at Talk Soccer, I want to get to some of those. We'll definitely be sharing your thoughts on Twitter. Got some really good stuff coming in, no doubt about it. This is an interesting game, though. The United States definitely needed this match. No question about it in terms of qualifying. I mean, don't give me that. Or don't uh, let me uh, fool you with that. But it was more than just a game against Trinidad and Tobago. It's setting us up now for potential success on Sunday as well at Azteca. This team better have some confidence going in there. You can get your doors blown off in Azteca if you're not careful. We got West LAT Inc., who I love on Twitter, at West LAT Inc., says, Pulisic is no doubt the best. We have young talent on the rise, but he already has that it factor. And, oh, I'm pulled over to tweet this, LOL. Great thoughts there, West LAT Inc. And also, thank you for not tweeting and driving. Don't do that here on Soccer Weekly. Excellent work there. I'm going to give that one a big star and a retweet there. Nice work. Some good thoughts there. Yeah, I don't disagree. Young talent on the rise all over the pitch for the U.S. in certain positions. We saw it with the U-20 team in the U-20 World Cup. But I love what he's saying here. Pulisic still has that factor, that little extra special that if you watch the beautiful game, you know what I'm talking about. And you do. 877-710-ESPN. Now I can go to Luis. Sorry, Luis in Norwalk. You are next up here on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's up? Hello. Hey, what's up, buddy? You you do a very good job. Thank you. On, on his soccer. I finally uh, listen, and then I hear you, and, and you're doing a, a good job. You let everybody know. But you, you're talking about the United States, and uh, I do not think that they, that they compete against the world. I played international soccer before. Uh, for for four years and uh, out in Spain and then over in uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. But you say that that the United States that, that like they like they good like they on their way to, to do to do good. Luis, it's, it, let me put it to you this way. This is the way argument I make, and I understand where you're coming from. The U.S. has a hurdle get, to get over with so many soccer fans here, let alone around the world, that don't believe how good we really are. Luis, it is a shock when we don't make it out of our group at the World Cup, okay? Whenever the U.S. is in a group, it becomes the group of death because we're in it, right? We're in that third pool out of the World Cup draw, and nobody wants to play us deep down because it makes the whole group tougher, Luis. And there is no doubt in my mind that the United States can win the World Cup. 
Now, are we the best team in the world? No way. That's not my point. When it, when we get into a knockout situation and you get out of your group, and thank you for the phone call, Louise, when anybody gets out of their group in a World Cup situation, they can win the whole thing. Did we not see this with Jorge Luis Pinto? And Costa Rica in 2014, do people not learn lessons? Costa Rica was a fine, fine team. Make no mistake. Pinto's a great manager. And what did he say going in? Yeah, we can win. What'd they do? They were inches. They were a whisker. They were a stitch on a soccer ball away from being in the semifinals. Semifinals. Now, if you get that far, of course you can win. Any of the teams in the final eight can win or the final 16. You get to the semis, of course you can win. They lost out to Netherlands, who finished third, by a, a, a cat's whisker on penalty kicks from being in the semifinals. Costa Rica. Is Costa Rica that much better than the United States? Of course not. Are they just as good? Yeah, you better believe they're tough. CONCACAF is tough. Stop doubting yourselves. This United States team can win. They are much better than people think on the world stage. Is there work to be done, Luis? Absolutely. You're 100% right about that. 877-710-ESPN. Chuck's in Inglewood. He's next up here on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denham. What's up, Chuck? How's it going? I love your show. I love the work you've been doing that. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, so I actually work for the Galaxy Academy here in L.A., Mm -hmm. and uh, today they had a game against the U.S. youth, the the U.S. men's national team youth. Okay. And probably my biggest takeaway from that is, you know, as awesome as Pulisic has been and as awesome as the team has been, I want to completely agree with you, man. Like, I feel like the U.S. is just knocking on the door of being on that top flight of international play. People don't understand how small of of uh, how small of a margin victory is from defeat when it comes to soccer. The U.S. was maybe thirty seconds away from drawing against or from beating Portugal in last year's World Cup. Or yeah, last, we would have, we would have breezed out of the group. We made it a little tougher on ourselves after that. But yes, absolutely, two straight. It would have been two straight wins. Everybody with their jo- we've beaten. You know, the thing about it is, Chuck. Look at the nations around the world that are good. Right, we've beaten them all. It's not like we don't win these games sometimes. Now, are we better than Germany? Chuck knows it. I know it. We're not, of course. On any given day, can we beat Germany? Absolutely. I mean, it's just that simple in the world of high-level professional sport, which is essentially what this is, even at the World Cup, you know, of course, at the World Cup level. I mean, you're absolutely right. We just got to have more confidence, for one thing. Start believing. And I appreciate that checking in from the Galaxy Academy, Chuck. So many people tweeting in. Uh, Andre tweets in. I would love to call in, but working and can only tweet and listen. Well, thank you, Andre. Appreciate that. You can t- you can f- feel free if you can't call in at eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Tweet me and I'll get to them at Talk Soccer. At Talk Soccer eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. We will be getting Jaime will be first up when we come back as well. Soccer scoreboard coming up. We've got a Toluca Pachuca update coming up. I promise. 
Kind of an impromptu post-game show. The United States beats Trinidad and Tobago 2-0. The greatest American soccer player I've ever seen, Christian Pulisic, with two goals, his fifth and sixth in a U.S. jersey. And the United States gets the big three points in a World Cup qualifier. We'll also update you on Mexico and Costa Rica and their matches. It's Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave Denholm here on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Back in the U.S. stretch the other way. There's Pulisic looking off Fabian Johnson to his left. Handing off to DeAndre Edlin on his right. Altidore, Pulisic continues running, got him behind. Christian Pulisic! What can't this kid do? Goals 10 minutes apart, and boy, does this thing look different now than it did just a little while ago. Call from John Strong, an FS1 television call there on the Christian Pulisic second goal in the United States 2-0 win over Trinidad and Tobago in CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. I am Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football here in Southern California and the United States, ESPN LA 710. We are the home. It's presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, Puente Hills Toyota. Dot com. Also, you can hit me up on Twitter at Talk Soccer. We will get right back to the phones at 877-710-ESPN. That's 877-710-3776. First, I want to give you your soccer scoreboard, a big night around CONCACAF. Now, if you're DVRing this, go ahead. I, I'm going to give you special permission right now to just flip your car radio off for like 30 seconds. All right, go ahead and start that now. Panama, Costa Rica, 30 minutes in, no score in that match. Mexico hosting Honduras, one of the two Mexican qualifiers in a row there at in the, in Mexico. United States taking them on Sunday. Mexico and Honduras, 30, seconds, 30 minutes in, that one roughly, and no score in that match. All right, come back. <laughs> now we had uh, some other uh, World Cup qualifying in Asia. Australia beat Saudi Arabia earlier on the day, 3-2. That was a cracking game. Back and forth match where Australia got a great Rogic goal there to win that one. It proved to be the game winner. Coming up later in Oceania, it'll be uh, Solomon Islands and Papua New Guinea. Now, why would I tell you about those matches? Because World Cup qualifying is essentially the World Cup. You don't get, you don't win these World Cup qualifiers. You don't go. We've gotten so accustomed to it here in the U.S., but these matches are huge. This win over Trinidad to Tobago was desperately needed by the United States. Fifth qualifier out of only 10 in this final group stage. And the United States was stuck on four points up until this match through four matches. That's not enough. Needed the three points at home against TNT, especially heading into Azteca on Sunday against Mexico, who's really just a fine team. Under-20 World Cup now knows who the finals are. The finalists are Venezuela, who defeated the United States earlier in the uh, knockout round in the round of eight. They beat Uruguay in the semis on penalties after a 1-1 draw. And England will take on Venezuela for the title after beating fellow European side Italy in the Under-20 World Cup. 3-1 was the final in that game. I I thought England hasn't really played that great up until their final group stage match and then getting into the knockout stage, they've played much better. England's definitely a good team, but I think Venezuela's the best team I saw in the Under-20 World Cup. Venezuela is a nation on the rise, both women's football and men's football in the youth departments coming up i've seen them both in these under 20 under 17 world look out venezuela mark my words they're a, t- a nation on the rise in uh, commie ball which is always difficult so it may just be too much to bear there 877-710-ESPN 877-710-3776 if you want to talk about the united states win over trinidad and tobago christian pulisic who is the best american player i've ever seen or if you want to hit me up on twitter at 
Talk Soccer. Let's go back to the phones. Jaime is in Los Angeles. Jaime, welcome. You're next up on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's up? Yeah, I want to make uh, two points. Number one, uh, I wanted to agree with a point that you made earlier. I think that U.S. is still a little, a little, not a little, but pretty behind Costa Rica. I think Costa Rica, when they play big teams, they play big. They got players all over Europe that step up and play huge against teams like like Italy, like we saw in the World Cup. I think United States comes up a little bit short in those times. You know, I think it's funny. It's funny. Real quick, and I'll I'll get right back to you, Jaime. The Ticos are interesting because of what you say. They're a team that plays to the level of their competition often. You know what I mean? Like, you're absolutely right. They go into that World Cup group and win it. Maybe the toughest World Cup group of all. And they won the group. Nobody thought that was going to happen, although I had Costa Rica in that. Yes, I did. And then, Jaime, though, they'll, they'll stub their toe against Panama or Honduras. Why is that? Well, I think, I don't know, but honestly, but I, anytime they go into a game, I will feel confident in them they can win. I mean, well, the United States, I will feel like they can beat those little teams, but the big teams, I feel like, I don't know. I hope, you know, we can just kind of sneak one in there like I don't feel as confident as I feel with Costa Rica well it is funny you mentioned that though I do I do agree that Costa Rica is a very confident side right now they've got the skill they've got the talent they've worked well together for years this group of players I mean it's a dangerous team I don't I'm with you there Jaime thank you for the phone call Jaime in LA talking about the Ticos yeah I I take nothing away from Costa Rica but my point was when we're talking about the 2014 World Cup Costa Rica was an eyelash away from the semis if they can do it, the United States can do it. Mexico can certainly do it. So stop talking about like we're second-class citizens in world football when it comes to CONCACAF. The best teams here can win the World Cup. Are we the best teams in the world? No. I'm not saying that. But the best team doesn't always win. It's a knockout-type tournament in the World Cup. You get out of your group, anything can happen. And you got to play to win like Costa Rica did. you got to play with guts and confidence. And Mexico always does it. And speaking of Mexico, El Tri fans, look out. We have a goal in the 35th from Alanis. Mexico, 1-0, leading Honduras. And uh, Mexico's just, I, I, I mean, they're... They're ready for the Confederations Cup. In fact, the odds, I believe it was Bovada, Mario. Check that out on Twitter, if you would. Bovada, I think, put out the odds for the upcoming Confederations Cup. And I want to say Mexico, again, totally disrespected. Now, I shouldn't even say that. There's some fabulous countries in the Confederations Cup this time. Germany, obviously tough. Russia's the host. That's going to be a difficult uh, task. Portugal, of course, with Cristiano Ronaldo, the winners of the Euros. I mean, tough. I'm not taking anything away from those teams. Chile's in there after uh, taking care of Copa America. So, look, I, I get it. Mexico shouldn't be the favorite. But, boy, I think the odds were like 8, 9 to 1. I, I'll tell you what, I'm never betting against Mexico at those odds. These, this team can beat anybody. And you know what? why Mexico's so good? Because they believe they're so good. They're, not only do they believe, they're convinced Mexican fans and the team themselves are convinced they're as good as anybody else. And that goes a long way. It, it truly does. They certainly have the talent. And once again, they're out in a lead now at home against Honduras in the, late in the first half. No great surprise there. 877-710-3776. 877-710-3776. Jesse, you know what time it is? It's one of my favorite times of the show. It is time for our Toluca Pachuca update, baby. 
Yes, it's time for my two favorite Liga MX teams who are involved in the Liga MX draft, which is a huge coming together of all the Liga MX representatives and teams, and basically, essentially getting those free agents out there. Well, some moves have been made, and I want to reference a great article, by the way. Yes, it's in-house here, ESPNFC.com. Cesar Hernandez wrote a great, great recap of the Liga MX draft day, and Right in the title, I'm in love with the article because he says Club America, which I hate, and Pachuca shine in the Liga MX draft, Tijuana reeling. Uh-oh. And I'm paraphrasing there. But he had a, a brilliant write-up about this. Go to ESPNFC.com if you're at all interested in Liga MX like I am. And Toluca Pachuca, now oh, one of my teams, yeah, did very well on Liga MX draft day, okay? That was Pachuca. Toluca, not so much. Even according to Cesar, he really let him have it, and I don't blame him because Toluca, I don't know what they were thinking in this offseason so far. I hope they've got a bunch of moves up their sleeves in this uh, in, right now because Toluca did very little on draft day. I want to get to it written up by, again, Cesar Hernandez does a great job here, and I love the write-up. Toluca, not good enough. He gives him a 2.5 rating, I think out of 10. Now, they brought in Jesus Garcia and Luis Manuel Garcia, but they lose Urban Trejo. The Jordan Silva loss, I agree with Cesar Hernandez, not a huge, but you're losing Trejo and then you're bringing in the two Garcia. I don't know. This is not enough. No way. And I agree completely with Cesar Hernandez on that. Toluca's got a lot of work to do yet. But Pachuca, they got to get ready for the uh, Club World Cup, remember. They bring in Francisco Figueroa, Edwin Cardona, Edson Puch is a great move. And then Conejo Perez makes the move official. The 44-year-old goalkeeper. This dude is like... He's, he's, I could actually hang out with him. He's, he's that old. Like, it wouldn't be awkward with me hanging out. Most of the guys who are in sports now, I'm so old that it would be awkward if I hung out with him. Conejo and I are on the same plane. I'm still way older, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, at least he's in my ballpark. Wow. Still getting it done at 44. And they lose Roberto Alvarado and Stefan Medina. But, that look, I love the moves, what Pachuca's doing. And even Cesar in this article gives him an eight. Love it. Absolutely love it. That is your Toluca Pachuca update. The Liga Max draft, a big part of that. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Let's, uh, right before we uh, head out, let's uh, go to uh, South Central here, uh, Los Angeles, and go to Mark, who is next up here on ESPN LA and Soccer Weekly with Dave Denham. What's up, Mark? Yeah, it's good. You know, uh, Mexico should be the first team from CONCACAF to win a World Cup. There's so much talent. In the country, mm-hmm. uh, I think of, for the last few years, they've had a finalist or a, uh, uh, or champions in every age group. But when they get to the national team level, the coach can't select who he wants to select because the way the money works. You know, you've you got in, investor groups that invest in a player, and once there's so many investors, the politics takes over, and the, 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 the selection for the national team is dictated by the money not by what the coach thinks is best. And I think that's holding it back. Wow. Unfortunately for Mexico, Mark, you know your stuff. And I think you're spot on in a lot of ways. I really do. And there are so many politics in world football, and Mexico is not immune to that by any means. Nobody really is. But I don't disagree. At times I scratch my head over some of the selections. I do think it's getting – look, I think Mexico realizes that they have something special going on here with some of these players. I really feel – that I don't disagree. They should be the first team in CONCACAF to win in terms of talent. Mark, thank you for the phone call. He's, he's right. He's dead on. But the United States is there. Costa Rica's right there, too. And, again, 
it's going to be brutally tough to win a World Cup. How many teams have won? A, how many countries have won a World Cup? You can practically count them on one hand, right? It's the usual suspects. It's difficult to win at that level. Oh, and you know, win the World Cup. You can make a nice run, but Mexico, if they keep their head about them and they make the right selections, and I like Juan Carlos Osorio, their coach. I think he's a pretty level-headed dude. I mean. He's had his history, he know, you know, but he knows the game. He knows this team already, too. He really has caught on with, I think, what Mexico's strengths are. Have they had some issues at times? Of course. They're not unbeatable, and I hope they lose on Sunday. Look, I sports hate Mexico as much as anything. I mean, really, I sports hate them as much as the earthquakes or the— Don't get me wrong. I love the U.S. national team, and I sports hate Mexico with the passion of a thousand sons. But you have to respect— talent and greatness and Mexico has that potential and so does the U.S. and so does Costa Rica CONCACAF is on the rise 877-710-ESPN 877-710-3776 they're nearly at halftime in those games Mexico still leading 1-0 over Honduras and uh, I still think uh, Costa Rica and uh, are battling, slugging it out with Panama right now. I don't believe there's been a goal in that one yet. We'll get you updated one more time before the end of the show. This is Soccer Weekly, presented by Puente Hills Toyota, on the home of world football here in Southern California. I'm Dave Denholm on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm hanging out with you. Now we're at halftime of the other matches in CONCACAF qualifying. Of course, the U.S., behind two Christian Pulisic goals, defeats Trinidad and Tobago earlier on in the evening. If you've been watching the Mexico game especially i want to say i want to hear from you mexico and honduras match at halftime check in with me at 877-710-ESPN or give me your thoughts on twitter at talk soccer but don't do it if you're driving of course you wouldn't have been watching the game i guess but don't tweet and drive okay but i definitely want to hear your thoughts on that if you if you've been watching now i want to go to some uh, tweets here at talk soccer that are are just really almost perfect in a sense they lined up and i don't think they uh, certainly didn't mean to do this but I want to start with a couple of tweets from Dan, who tweets in. Uh, I, I mean, no disrespect to him. I'm going to disagree with him completely, but I do want it's an interesting topic that he brings up, right? And it's one that's been discussed a lot, not even on, you know, just in on soccer media, because there is no soccer media out there, barely, except for this, because of the graciousness of ESPN 710 and ESPN LA agreeing and wanting this and uh, giving me this forum. But it's it's even in regular sports talk, quote unquote, you know, just the, the more generic shows in terms of where it's not like a specialty show like this. And this is the the U.S. will never win the cup. This is Dan tweeting in to me at Talk Soccer. The U.S. will never win a World Cup. This country's best athletes don't play soccer. Sorry, but they don't. And then he goes on to tweet. Imagine if Kobe, Jordan, LeBron and the country's best athletes played soccer. Our chances would be better. Dan, how can I put this delicately? You're dead wrong. You may not have been more wrong in your life, Dan. I don't know about you. I don't know about your life. And I'll tell you why. LeBron James, if he played soccer, look up a guy, Dan, named Peter Crouch. That's about the best he could hope for if he played soccer. Six foot, nine inch, awkward. What's he supposed to do? I mean, maybe he can play goalkeeper and, you know, get to a shot or two that Brad Friedel didn't, although I doubt it. It's just, it, this stuff is ridiculous. Maybe at his size, Allen Iverson, I guess, could have translated. Although Allen would be a massively large soccer player at 6'1 and about 200 pounds, right? He'd be huge. They, Kobe Bryant loved world football, right? He grew up with the game. He would be an awkward center forward who would score a couple headed goals a year. 
I mean, it's just, it, it doesn't translate, Dan. Stop with this. Oh, the best athletes, if only they played soccer. You know what, Dan? They already do. They already do. Go put one of your football players next to Landon Donovan. Have him run the beep test a few times. See what happened in Donovan's prime. The best athletes in America, they already do play soccer, Dan. It's not about just being athletic, brother. So you're just wrong. Michael Jordan, he'd be a gangly, awkward, six-foot-five-and-a-half-inch forward who might score three, four goals a, game, a, year, a year. A game, I wish. Maybe. It just doesn't necessarily translate. They get run over. They get run through. They get run around. You think you think Kobe Bryant would be able to stop Lionel Messi if Kobe grew up playing soccer? Of course not. He'd be embarrassed. That's okay. There's no shame in that. Kobe Bryant picked the right sport for him, Dan. It's all right. Don't worry about it. That's not the point. You're wrong. And then Tony follows up with this great tweet. Doesn't even know what we're talking about. He mentions... Five, six, seven, eight young Americans who played with the U-20 team that are fantastic. Because Steve tweeted in, besides Pulisic, Dave, who else do you see as a legit up-and-coming U.S. player? So Tony, replying to that, mentions the guys that I would mention. Brooks Lennon, Haji Wright, Josh Sargent, the list goes on and on. Emerson Hindman. We're loaded. And they're coming up. And you know what I love about these kids? Not only they're good, they're good tactically and they're good mentally. Don't fear. The U.S. is well well on their way. We've got to continue to improve our coaching, and we've got to continue to just develop a better mindset and an attitude. We can win. And I'm sick of people telling me we can't. That's ridiculous. Don't you dare tell a professional athlete he can't win. That's embarrassing. Mario, you know what time it is, brother. We got we, this is This is, you know. The f- all the fun we have right here culminated in stoppage time. What time is it? It's stoppage time! Yeah. It's stoppage time! It's stoppage time! Right now! What are we seeing this week, Mario? All right, Dave. You ready for uh, Messi's theme park? <laughs> what? Lionel Messi's theme park is under construction in China. Messi was in China this week to announce the project, which is called the Messi Experience Park. The messy experience. Yeah, there's going to be a few uh, of those at theme parks. Actually, when I was a kid, yeah, for other reasons. But uh, yeah, so this complex is going to have 20 different attractions, including places to play soccer. Wow, I remember a chili dog at a theme park when I was about 11 that turned out messy, but with a Y. And I got to say this about Lionel Messi and a theme park: he might be the only dude who has a theme park named after him where he can't ride all the rides. Oh. Right? You must be this tall to get on, on this Dave. roller coaster, right? Come on, Dave. Oh, that's just a little I'm respect sorry. for Messi. Come on. And Dave. as I said that, he just dribbled right past me. So I mean, come on, who? You know, like it doesn't matter. You don't have to be six foot four, Dad. It's in fact, it works against you in a lot of ways in the world's game. All right, Dave. Cristiano Ronaldo (laughs) tops Forbes' annual list of the world's highest-paid athletes for the second straight year. Above the NBA guys, above LeBron. Yep, above LeBron. What's the list? Where are we at with that? Uh, Ronaldo made ninety-three mil in the past year, fifty-eight from his soccer salary and thirty-five from endorsements. Wait a minute, fifty-eight from his salary? Yeah. That's clearly the highest paid athlete in terms of salary. I That's mean, just Clayton, soccer, yeah. Clayton Kershaw is like going nuts at 30 plus million, right? right? 31 million or whatever it is. Wow. 
Yeah, he's making 35 just off endorsements. Whoa. LeBron came in second with 86.2. Oh, man. Messi in third with 80. Federer at 64. And Durant, 60.6 mil. Well, you know what's the funny? The, the most interesting about that list is Roger Federer. All them tennis players sneak in with them endorsements, man. Oh, All yeah. that money in tennis and golf. Remember, Arnold Palmer, when he was alive, was always like making raking in tens of millions a year, even at whatever year age he was, oh, 70, yeah. because of endorsements. You know, yeah. and uh, wow, that is a fascinating list to be sure. It doesn't surprise me, Mario, that you know a soccer player is at the top of the, realistically in this world, and oh, then yeah. a guy like Cristiano Ronaldo, who everybody in America drools over. Let alone, you know, we don't even love the game here in theory, right? That's what everybody keeps telling me. Although we do here in Southern California and at Soccer Weekly, but I mean, it doesn't really surprise me that he's at the top of the list. It's good to be Ronaldo. It's good to be year, Ronaldo. Especially. He gets the haircut, right? He gets a little butt, and he the still looks cut? good. Still yeah. looks good. I, I don't even know what that's like. He broke the internet with that buzz cut. Yeah. It's the only time I could get my wife to go out to a soccer match. My wife and her and her, her sister, the only time they'd go is when Beckham signed. Because, you know, I mean, <laughs> get the guy out there in short shorts. And when I was on the new cover of uh, the FIFA game, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Coming up uh, FIFA, what, 18? Yep. Okay. FIFA 18. Hey, speaking of Beckham, just I know we real quick, they got the, yeah. the Miami deal possibly looking like it's getting done finally. Yes. So maybe that'll be happening. Maybe they'll actually be playing. I think, what, are they calling themselves like Miami Beckham United or something? Like that. That's right, Dave. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Mario Rees. That is stoppage time. Look, this has been a fantastic edition. As always, you can podcast these things afterwards. The great Jesse Lopez gets these things up and ready to go a lot faster than you would imagine. And I will get them out to you uh, at Talk Soccer. You can follow me there for all the very latest. Don't forget to send it the podcast to your friends. This has been Soccer Weekly, brought to you by Puente Hills Toyota on ESPN LA seven ten. Thanks so much to Mario Rees and Jesse Lopez for helping me out. I am Dave at home. You have been listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. It is ESPN LA 710.